Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of Metamorphosis with Toby. I know it's been a while, yeah, this is the second episode this year and it's nearly like the first project for the year. And so this morning when I woke up, um, this Timmy that follows song has been running in my head like it's stuck. The normal, I'm sure most of us know it, it's the everything you put your hand to work. That, that that line of the song has been in my head and I've been thinking about it for a few hours ever since I woke up now and and I guess this is because in particular this particular because there's this mini project that I've been wanting to to undertake which of course I have been skeptical about bringing it to fruition but this line says well what I put my hand to do I can do it believing in myself but I've been skeptical about that anyways today I have with me Abdul Malik Olaf Shebikon one of the many many people who have decided to dedicate their lives to helping humanity from being a teletherapist to a mental health advocate a clinical psychologist and founder mindly telepsychological services and so today we are we are talking about self-doubt and now when we say self-doubt this is not uh, someone else not believing in you or your inner but rather your inability to they believe in yourself and so welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for coming, uh, Abdul Malik. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Toby. Yeah, thank you. So, like I like I did say today, we're talking about um, self doubt. Um, um, okay. So to start with, I would like to say that um, self assessment can be challenging, or should I say, it is difficult for one to see oneself without being, when being challenged. And for so many of us, when in in challenging situations on where we are about to start something, or we begin, or when we're about to start, start something new or different from what we are used to, we begin to self-doubt. We think about ourselves as not being equal to the task or not being the right person for the position. Or it might even be that we, just or we have just undergone a change in career or a new job. So you are a clinical psychologist, right? And you have yes. worked with individuals who deal with self-doubt and several mental health issues. But have you yourself always been immune to self-doubt? And I ask this because I have heard people say that that uh, if, that everyone self-doubts themselves at some point or the other. So as a clinical psychologist or a teletherapist, have you been immune to self-doubt or you have at one point or the other had to deal with self-doubt? Sorry? Yeah, so I, I was saying that as a clinical psychologist yourself, have you have you dealt with self-doubt? Because some people say that everybody we all self-doubt ourselves one time or the, at one point or the other. So do you think you have or you have been immune to it? As a human, mm. I've been so many times, you know, being self-doubt and 
it has really been something different ever since I everybody just like we are all humans and because I'm a human being as well so many times I've been in self-doubt but one thing that has actually made me to um, overcome a little let me say it to a large extent or makes me different from another person okay. is the knowledge in mental health you know and me being able to first understand when i'm self-doubting myself when i'm self-doubting my ability and at the same time i know okay what to do maybe better than somebody that doesn't have much knowledge about mental health you know so that I could even as that at every situation, you know, we are humans and it is part of human being to even doubt our own capacity, even though we know we have all it takes to actualize a goal, to get a tax done, but yet we could still have, because we are yet to actually do that particular thing, so we are bound to self-doubt. To self-doubt. Okay. okay. So basically, I was, I was actually going to say that, so have your self-doubt gone, like, totally or reduced because you see you made mention of having understanding yourself yes okay, said so that I'm, I'm very sure it's something that uh, that we live with mm. yes okay. but we all just need to be able to live with it successfully mm. that's interesting yes Okay. If you want to undertake a position, a new job, a new career, a you know a new environment. Recently, I just changed my environment, for instance. And when I was considering that, I was like, would I be able to like cope? It's it's not it's it's an environment first. I always said I wouldn't even love to stay. So now I'm being forced in a way like job has to bring me down forcefully. So and. At a point, I was doubting, and at another point, I was like, I'll cope, no problem. And def trust me, like, I've settled, honestly. I moved in, a pro I moved in just two weeks ago, and I've settled completely. So, that's just me understanding that, okay, I have what it takes, but yet, it could be like, because it's a new environment, you know, past experiences could also come in. So, these are some of the um, possible causes of self-doubt. So, at the same time, I cannot say it has gone completely because challenges will keep on coming, you know. And as challenges keep coming, most times you'll be like, how am I going to face this challenge? Can I handle this task? So not until you now, okay, probably talk to yourself or talk to people that you know could help. That is when you can now change that particular idea about yourself. So as I am, well, for now, I do not really, I have tasks, a lot of tasks, especially about my new firm that I recently launched in December last year. So there are a lot yeah. of things there, but I know and that's for the, sure. The, the, the telepsy? Mindly telepsychological services. So, you know, a lot of self-doubt would come, but hey, if I, maybe if I'm chance to just give a brief story, you would know that, okay, there was an element of self-doubt in the book. I just, I woke up um, August 1st and I'm like, okay, I headed straight to CAC website, um, Corporate okay. Affairs Commission. I want to get, mm -hmm. I want to, because then it was Malik Malik Teletherapy. So I want to make this thing more structured. Yeah. I woke up, headed straight to CAC. I didn't even search for a name. I just went to do name reservation straight. 
and I was so happy that I did that. And within few days, I checked, but I saw it was rejected. Oh, what's the problem? I called a friend that is into CS. He was like, you could have done this, done that. You know, no problem. I did that. On October 1st again, I woke up and I added again. So I added to the CAC website. Having done my name search, I picked two names that I wanted to use and I registered. And thank God, the one I wanted was actually approved, the Mindly Telepsychological Services. And by December, I make sure I registered it. So even because before the registration, one of the tips I'm going to share on how to combat this self-doubt is talk to somebody. You know, I spoke with this my friend that was doing it. He said it's going to cost me this amount. And I'm like, I don't have that amount now. One day he just called me. He said, Malik, how much do you have right now that you can spare for that registration? I was like, I'll give you 5,000. He said, send that 5,000 error. So I went straight to my bank app. I sent him 8,000 error. Like he said, but you said you have 5,000. I said, sure, I take the 8,000. <laughs> so I'll do. So one of the things you can help is at the moment, people may yeah. notice that, okay, you are trying. But one of the things about this self-doubt is like, I'm not even doing enough. Like, you, know, you keep on telling yourself, I'm not. And people that notice, that's why sometimes it's good to have a good support system. So he was actually the one that said, see, you are going to do this thing. He added his own money and completed the registration on my behalf. It was later at, so, you know, refund him. So that's one of the things we can do. Everybody saved out. I have a lot of programs ahead for Mindly. And, you know, of course, saved out will come because you are yet to undertake. Undertake. All right. That's Thank it. you so much for, for that brief uh, overview. So um, from, from what you said, can we say that self-doubt and imposter syndrome are they similar? And this is because um, even as as an individual, um, anytime I want to do something, people who know me really know I can be super nervous. Even recording any podcast episode can be really, 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 really something big. Can be something big for me. And so, um, my my previous master's program. After undertaking my uh, my thesis, uh, my my professors put in my thesis uh, for this um, plagiarism check. The, you know, for it was even for um, okay. this award, like to pick okay. best in in the College of Arts and Humanities. Then I really wasn't thinking my work would come out. Then it came out best, got the award. Wow! And wow. apart right. from that. That's not even it. Apart from that, when thank you, when sometimes when I'm when I'm alone and I think about it, I'm like, I don't think that's me. I feel like I do not worth it. I feel I feel like that work is enough for that. And I'm like, just like me saying that I don't think I have done enough. Like I feel like I'm I'm, I'm just fooling people. And so that's why I would like you to talk to us about. Um, Imposter syndrome and um, self-doubt. Are they similar? Are they the same? How do they come together? <laughs> All right. Um, first, I want to say something. Imposter syndrome is not a psychological diagnosis. Oh, okay. You get, yeah, it's not a psychological diagnosis because it's not in the DSM. Imposter syndrome is a pattern of self-doubt. When people doubt their abilities and that leads to a lot of nervousness a lot of anxiety just as what you know 
you said you were having and it's there is no way you talk about imposter syndrome the core element of imposter syndrome is self-doubt anyways self -doubt. people doubting their own ability people feeling they are not worth it people feeling that um, they don't have what it takes even when it is kind of obvious that they can do it even sometimes when they're already doing it and they may feel that okay this is not my best yet so that's the major component of imposter syndrome or what makes us to say oh, this is an imposter syndrome is people having self-doubt especially about their abilities yeah so um there are a lot of studies one study estimated that seven in ten adults experience self-doubt experience imposter syndrome self-doubt related issues at one point in their life so most times it is something that is really really common but the way we manage it differs that why that's what makes it to seem like some people do not have it mm. you know that's what makes it to be like some people everybody yeah because because it's like other. because sometimes you, you see people around you and like they are doing the same thing you are doing and it's like they just do it freely or it just goes well or it's like yeah it's 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 just a level of a level of confidence that's it which i believe everyone can also attain in one of the um in one of the cbt treatment we do for people with low self-esteem something called behavior activation these are some of the things you teach in behavior activation and even in social skills training you know these are some of the principles we can use psychologically to help because people having self-doubt so there could be an element of um, um self-esteem issues you know all these will just come together to project the self-doubting people so when it comes to the syndrome in the postal syndrome it can manifest in different ways can manifest in different ways it can manifest at work you are doing a good job and people will be ailing you and you feel like you're not even doing anything no in fact this this happened to this happened to me there's one of my um i could say senior colleagues he called me one day and said malik i love what you're doing i did this because i learned my i learned website design okay. i had to be the one to design my website myself i had to Undertake. I know I need some basic skills to be able to run this my teletherapy. So I had to acquire those skills, and as I was acquiring them, I was trying to apply them, use them. I was trying everything. So I, on my own part, was thinking I'm yet to really, really um, get to where I want to. And he just called one day. He said, "Malik, I just called to encourage you. Good work." I, I, I was so like really like <laughs> i can't this is even the least like um what can i put least um oh what's what's what oh like, like least appreciation you know like you're doing this so it was like please keep on doing that okay i'm like no problem thank you so i really appreciate that so sometimes it occurs even at work at school too you will do well you will read before coming to class and you will do well in it you will answer questions in class you do well in the exam yet results will come out like is this really my result you know we do have issues like oh there was light out there. so we do really have issues like that especially especially in situations that we are yet to just like i said we are yet to undertake a task before or probably there was you've, never, you've not seen a result before so it is possible for us to experience things like that it could manifest at work, like I said, at home. 
even some of our parents too they have these issues too like wanting to know what kind of parenting style would they use how would they combat because you know new challenges may come new challenges may come especially um when when there are some form of changes you know in the home environment so they may be like how will i take care of these children i don't even know the next thing even they may not be they will not have the knowledge on how to deal with some issues before that time so it occurs you know in different places so that's why it's something very important that we actually need to talk to and thank god you are bringing that hope now <laughs> thank you all right yeah this is this is uh particularly something that, that i that i keep thinking about because recently or oh, um i think when um michelle obama the former president first, first lady um after she published I, I guess after she published that book i think of oprah, oprah winfrey interviewed her and from from the interview she said something about she having that she she still feels imposter syndrome and adding that it never goes away and that that was that was uh, that, that that was something that really caught people's attention there because she was someone that people really looked look up to look up to like were like oh she's up there okay let's see what she's doing and now she's coming to us to say that yes i still feel imposter syndrome so thank you for that background for letting us understand that it is a part of self-doubt and it is something that would come up it's not like it's not like it's something out of the ordinary that is not supposed to happen okay so as as a complex phenomenon i don't know but i put it that way (laughs) that self-doubt a complex phenomenon uh, what are the dimensions of self-doubt i know you just say that Postal syndrome is probably one of them, but what, what are the different dimensions of self-doubt? Um, yeah, okay. So if we want to talk about the dimension, we can pick the element from self-esteem. Mm, we okay. could divide it into what, self-worth. We could divide it also, also look into the authenticity like um, people thinking the first one about what like i'm not worthy of this thing on the estimation of an individual's world okay. you get it so that's one another is authentic authenticity people thinking that uh, what i'm doing is not authentic is not the right way to get things done so all this most especially are the two elements like the main element that uh, we could see in um, self-doubt okay I'm not worthy to do this thing why should I even be the one that will be in the limelight you know people thinking that they don't even deserve what they are getting so that's one thing and another dimension would be what I'm doing is not even authentic enough somebody else is doing it better than I, I am doing it so why do you think my own is you know better you understand so these are the two main uh, um, elements the other one i would just add is about uh, vulnerability the idea that everybody is vulnerable vulnerable you know the idea that everybody is vulnerable yeah that's it so we shouldn't see it as something bad it is something that is quite normal but it has lim- it's on a continuum to me I see that sometimes on a continuum, we can be low, 
we can be high okay. on it that's it so if we are low if our confidence can overshadow it that's just it so but if you are high that is when it begins to affect significant part of our functioning Okay. okay. So, yeah. So that's the that's why I would say it's in, it's on a continuum. That's so nobody right. should think that it is either you have it or you don't have it. No, it's not an absolute it. thing. It is on a continuum. It can be very low. It can be low. It can be high. And it can be very very high. So that's the way I look at it. So you could imagine Michelle Obama. There are other people too. If you had ever shared stage with um. Um, these top people in the society, you would see that they have the same flesh that you have, like they wear clothes that you wear. That you wear. Like it's it's more like they are human, just like you. They talk the way you talk. So most times it is low self-esteem. That's why we cannot actually bring about. We cannot um, leave self-esteem out of it. And one thing we question a lot, especially when people come for treatment about self-esteem. Um, self-doubt and impostor syndrome generally you examine their thoughts you examine okay. their thoughts and you lead them to identifying their core beliefs what they actually believe about themselves how they see themselves how they see majorly that majorly that those are the areas that um, we consider and whenever you're able to help people to identify the core beliefs that's then you can help them out provided they are ready for the help okay okay thank you so much for that so i i, I was actually going to ask how have you give us a brief summary or a brief um explanation on how you how you psychologists do the work of probably getting to know people's thoughts or examining their thoughts i know we once said something about role play um Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. And so yeah. Before that, sorry to cut you, I was going to say that um, maybe before we get to that, what, what are the factors, like other factors, are there other factors that, uh, that are associated with self-doubt? Like, you know, we, we've talked about low, low self-esteem. Is there any other thing? Low self-esteem, anxiety could be, people being nervous, and then... I call, I see anxiety as a survival response. We use anxiety to survive. As a matter of fact, we need anxiety. We need to be anxious in a way. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was, I was actually going to say something. Yeah. So personally, I can, I can be anxious for everything, like literally everything I want to do. And sometimes, what I say to myself is, for me, so, so I know some some people will say do not be afraid. The fear is something you should not call for something. But for me, I feel like the fear of not doing well at something is what pushes me. I tell some, some of my friends that. And like, for me, the fear of probably not feeling this exam what pushes me. The fear of not being good at what I'm supposed to be good at pushes me too. And sometimes it seems like, like really, why are you being afraid? You should just eat it and just do it to not be afraid but sometimes i'm like i use that fear for me i feel like i use it positively like it is something that pushes me maybe i'm doing it wrongly maybe i really don't understand myself but that's how i see it well anyways in uh, in mental health generally there sometimes there's no 
manual like that so the treatment fine studies have shown researchers have shown have proven some strategies to work for certain psychological distresses but the, the thing is the way it manifests in a may not be the same way manifesting b they may have the same diagnosis yet it's not be the same treatment that will work for them and remember we are human different human beings you are different from me i'm different from you there are some things that are very much unique about you there are some things that are very much unique about me so these are some of the areas we explore you know to come up with solutions to any issues anybody may have one thing I, I do say a lot is whenever i say chew anxiety like if you're anxious just chew it chew the anxiety how do you chew the anxiety like I I call the anxiety that. out like, call it out okay i'm scared about this exam right i'm gonna pass you like i'm gonna ace you i do tell my colleagues back then undergraduate like see that exam i'll bomb it my sister i've not read the exam i'm saying i'm going to bomb I will, i'm yet to start reading but i'll just have that i'll mask that confidence that exam i'll bomb it so you chew it i'll keep on saying it that exam that exam that's me chewing it chewing my anxiety i'm chewing it my time i chew, no if you chew chewing gum it will go to a point it will lose taste yes or no yeah true meaning if you chew the anxiety to get to a point that the anxiety will not even you no longer be anxious again that's it so it has what it has always worked for me if i say anybody i'll say see that anxiety so yeah, i begin to chew it like that call it out use your mouth to call it and begin to chew it it works for me a lot of times and you know it is it is quite normal i know i, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm to be i'm to be anxious about exams i'm here to write of course i don't know what the exam would I don't know how it will come, but that anxiety would not make me to pass the exam. That anxiety would not equally make me to fail the exam if I didn't take action. That's it. At the same time, the anxiety could make me to take action. So it depends on the kind of anxiety. You now you said if you are anxious, the anxiety will push you to read. It is not it is the action that makes it different. That's it. The action, okay, I should read. Another person will be anxious like that. And still not read so you both are anxious but yet the outcome differs no even if you had read like from box to box read other materials for extended learning yet you would still be anxious because you are yet to write the exam you only can say that okay if question comes in this form i'm ready to tackle it but you are yet to see the exam question you are going to write you can only be dealing with past questions and similar questions so Anxiety is one. Procrastination is another one. It's another factor that brings about self-doubt. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. Lack of motivation too can bring about self-doubt. Maybe we've done something and there's no motivation for it. You know, it could there could be self-doubt. Difficulty making decisions. Sometimes some people do not know where to go. Exactly. Some people do not know where to go. Lack of clarity, you know, would make one to serve doubt. I don't even know what I want. It's possible like that. It's possible like that. So another thing is um, feeling as one has little control over one's life. Yeah, when people feel they don't even have control over their life, you know, that could be another thing that could actually affect, uh, um, that could bring about self-doubt. Lack of self-confidence, low self-esteem, there are all other factors. That together could bring about self-doubt. Okay, so having having talked about these different 
things that could bring about self-doubt. So how do we combat it? I know you have talked about where you work with um, clients or individuals who need to tackle self-doubt and you you work through understanding their core beliefs, their thought systems and all of that. So how do we um, combat, combat. There's Okay, before I go there, there's something I've actually missed in some of those um, possible causes or factors of self-doubt that's comparison comparing ourselves to other people mm. yeah comparing ourselves to other people you know most times the mistake we make is i want to compare myself with somebody that started 10 years ago i mean that started one years one year ago mm. it's not the same thing when i started the my little that was in 2020 there were lots of things i did not know as compared to now Somebody that is just starting, we do not have the same experience. True. Do you understand? So if somebody that was just starting see, okay, Malik is doing this. There are a lot of um, online psychological testing. And if I the test, the report, everything will be done. It's just for me to interpret the results of my client. We have a lot of EHR, electronic health records. So somebody that is just coming up or that just started a journey, I mean, at, at the same time, I know, okay, this thing is a process. I'm going somewhere. Yeah. You get it, but I know it's a process. I know there are some learnings I need to acquire. I know there are some information I need to tap into, which are very, very important. So comparison is one thing that also brings about, and he's doing it. I cannot do it. You know, that's it. That's it. So, and childhood upbringing. Yeah, I miss upbringing. those ones. Childhood upbringing, upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, Sometimes, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like that's, that's really important. That childhood. Yeah, upbringing. sometimes parent takes decision. I once had during the lockdown, then I had a patient then, and in fact, that pushed me to um, organize self-esteem training. I did two cohorts. The first mm, okay. was sixteen people. The second was seventeen group of people. So she said something that that struck my mind. Like since she was in primary three, she had hated her dad and her mom. This person is in, she's in her final year of university education. I'm like, okay, what happened? The father has always been the one taking decision for her all her life. It has, it has always been what the father wanted. Yeah. And she hated the mom because the mom has always been supporting, supporting the father. Supporting the father. That's it. So sometimes not allowing the child to, to, have a say can somehow who they want to be mm. exactly so and that would make them to doubt their own ability because it has always been either their father or their mom taking the decision on their behalf okay. so and that's one thing i i actually i i saw that when i in my first year in university and some children will be saying i'll be like ah, how come it is happening like that in your own side if i thought any decision has to be made by me I'll be called to the dining table and we'll discuss it there. Okay, because me, I was privileged. Okay, I could say I was privileged to have parents that would say, this thing is about you, and you know you are the one that will undertake this task yourself. So what do you want? What do you want? That has always been a question. So now, it is that, okay, if I do not have the experience they have, you understand? I don't have the live experience they have. So all I just need to do is me from my own feeling or my own thoughts. I would say this is what I want. And they'll be like, okay, if you want this, 
this is how to go about it possibly this will be the outcome do you like the outcome if you go this way that is the guidance that i think every child needs yeah and there's something in um unfortunately not not every one of us exactly so it's, it's a privilege that was why i call it privilege and at the same time if we do not have such privilege we should try to give our children such privilege because what they want may not actually be what we want. What we want. You, so, and at the same time, you would just say, I have a friend, in fact, not one now, like, because the other one um, completed school in last year and gave the parent the certificate. You wow. said I should do this. And I'm and done I, now. I can I go it. back to my, can I, can I now go back to my music? Imagine, four years in uni. So it was like, I've served you for four years. So please, allow me to so they were speechless now they can't do anything again you told this boy to go to school now he has gone and come back gave you both the nyc certificate and the university certificate and said this is all for you not me i don't think i need this in my music career so and all the years they were not encouraging the music career they were like what do you want to do with music you have to do this comparing their status with another person you're like this uh, uh you can't you, you you cannot be a musician when somebody else's son and daughters they are doing this and that forgetting that we have different journey you know that's child child would bring in it something but how can we combat it how can we combat i will still say first thing that when that safe that comes call it out and chew it like just chew it chew it call it out chew it no, that's it. You max the confidence. Before you know it, the confidence will come. The confidence could push you to know, okay, I need to read more. I don't need to like I don't need to mess myself up when I get there. It's okay, I need to read. I need to prepare. I've said I'm going to bomb this exam. So what do I need to do to bomb it? If it will take you extra time to read, then at least that will keep pushing you. At the same time, if you had told yourself initially that this exam, I'm not going to pass it, I'll fail it. You will just see that everything around you, there's something called self-fulfilling prophecy. Everything will just be working around you mm -hmm. to bring about that failure. So I do tell people that um, the same the same chance I have to win is the same chance I have to lose. And I don't lose, I learn. That's it. If you look at it from that angle, I don't lose. I, I don't lose. I learn. I do not. I do not because I know that okay, if I if if I should lose something, there was a particular thing, maybe extra, I need to know more about it to be able to win. To win. So okay, let me go and search for that, and let me ask anybody that knows it, regardless of your background, regardless of your age, regardless of your status. It takes me a message. If I don't have your direct contact. If I can have access to your social media, I would send you, I'll pitch into your DM. I would try find a way to reach out to you, provided I know I need your assistance. So one thing is people should seek help. I'll start from there. Seek if you can truly find, seek help. Seek help. Talk to other people. Talk to people you know that would encourage you. It is not easy to have few friends that can encourage you. People that ask more of what questions than why. People that ask you, okay, what's the next thing you want to do? Rather than why did you do what you did that brought you this mess? People that ask you that what did you miss? 
not why didn't you do it this way people observe why question as being judgmental like you're already judging me judging. but people most times see what question as you want to hear from me you want explanation you want to know how i did it so i'll be open to you rather than you asking me why did you do this why did you do that so this is some of the things whether we have this whether we serve that in lots or we have people that serve that around us around these are us. some of the things we should rather ask what happened what was that thing that you rather think why. you didn't get right rather than why didn't you do this meaning like you are indirectly telling the person you don't know what you don't have what it takes before you start it. no so you should have been to to help talk to people then um separate feelings from facts try to separate your feelings from facts how do we do this if you feel that if you feel that um I, i'm not reading enough i'm not reading enough like now what is the fact in 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 trying to challenge there's something called automatic thought automatic thought is a thought that pop up immediately in your mind after you encounter any situation you know when we are challenging automatic thoughts in the CBT session, there's a part to ask you, what evidence do you have to support that? Now, if let me ask you, you said that um, um, after your papers and after your thesis, you're like, you've not done enough. What evidence do you have to support that you've not done enough? Okay, so what personally, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say I have evidences, but I, I, I feel like I, I know people around me who, 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 who did better work. Who did better? Okay. What evidence do you have not to support that you are not doing like you've not done enough? Okay. Maybe I don't have. Yeah. What evidence do you have not to support that you are not you've not done enough? I guess I guess it's just the feeling that I I, I could have done better. Or I needed to do much more than I did to get that award. Okay. What other ways do you think you can look at you winning that award? What other ways? What other perspectives do you have to that award? Maybe none that a I can anybody, right anybody that anybody that that or past people that have been people that have received that award. What perspective do you have about them? So the perspective I have about them is that they are like the top top people like they're they are good at what they do they're good at research i feel like they really know what they are doing like that's how i see them okay if that is how you see them and you equally got that award mm. do you think you belong to those categories or do you because for you to be able to get that award that means if you if you are looking at those people as top top people that means for you to have been awarded such an award, that means you also belong to the top. Do you see any link? Yeah, I see. At the same time, those people at the top too may have the feeling that probably they do not deserve it. Hmm. You that you people you are thinking that oh they are the top, like they are the gurus, they got it all. So it occurs like that. By the time we go through it, like deep down you'll be able to say that it's a, it, there'll be a different feeling most times i like when i ask my client i would say okay tell me how you feel like in one word sad depressed happy 
I just I want in one word first before we break it down. So you know most times try to separate the way you feel from far. You feel that you are not doing enough. But the fact is you have done something worthy to be given the award. That's how to separate the feelings from the fact. You feel you are not going to pass this exam. But what is it that is required to pass an exam, to study well, to do assignments, to have to do how you are expected to do? Have you done that? Yes. So that is the fact. Accept that fact and separate it from the feelings. You only feel. Feelings don't last. That's it. Feelings do not last. So immediately you start to chew, you start to chew. You would see before you lose it, you lose the, 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 the sweetness. The lose sweetness. The yeah. Exactly. So it's all gone. At the same time, we can create another feeling. Hmm. We can create another feeling. You are feeling like that. Okay, I'm, I, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this enough. It's just a product of thought. You are explaining situations. So if you choose to look at it differently, definitely you will feel differently and that's one thing um cbt does changing thought changing perception once we change our perception once we change our thinking pattern it will change the way we feel at the same time it will change the way we behave but it doesn't go that easy that's why it's quite very important to identify you know these core beliefs and identifying core beliefs in any situation when it comes to a therapy session, is one key thing that will help you to understand the the rudiment of where the issue lies. You know, somebody having self-doubt, there could be a lot of things. There could be a core belief like, I'm worthless. But if you come and tell the person you are worthless, the person will disagree with you. Whereas well, yeah, this might be what he or she is actually doing. Don't worry, we might have to do a role play like that, like I suggested then. So, um, like I've said, separate feelings from fact. Take note of your achievement. Take note of your accomplishment too. You know, there's there's something that goes around in social media. They say celebrate your wins, either small or big. Yeah. Celebrate your wins. It's an achievement. Celebrate it. That's it. So, um, take note of those things you've achieved. One thing I do is, I can just go on my link and say gratitude tuesday i'm grateful for this i'm grateful for this i'm grateful for this i'm grateful for this by the time you list about five or ten things you are grateful for you would not feel sad at that moment and you yeah. want to sustain that feeling so let's focus more on gratitude on our achievement rather than having to think of the ones we are yet to have um, today i'm grateful for breath i'm good for the last four days now i've been on the training early morning training Anyone today I completed the training. Like I'm grateful for the completion of the training. Because of the training, I had to be working from home. And you know, it has really, really been been that um, kind of but I so much enjoy the training. I'm grateful for the facilitator. I'm I'm grateful for the sponsor of the training. Like in fact, a friend called me this morning, like Malik, you are happy. I said, Yes, I'm happy. I've been on the four day journey on the training. You know that when I learn new thing, I feel so good. I feel so happy about myself. And you can even feel the happiness. You happiness. can see the whole thing, you know, um, radiating. So definitely, I want you to feel the same way. Get up, take your shower, go to work. Let me pass this happiness on to you. And like that, you know, that's one thing we can also do. So let us celebrate our wins. 
we should also stop comparing yeah my journey is different from your journey that's it my journey is different from another person's journey that's one key thing everybody should do honestly and when the time comes for everyone to shine we will all shine that's it. regardless of whatever we do the most important thing the most important thing is impact making impact i think maybe personally that's the way me i because if you do anything i would say what's the implication what's the impact that you are making with it what's the implication okay if i carry out this task what's the implication what will i achieve at the end how will people benefit from it that gives me more joy so if i see that as something that brings joy you may not stay like that but try to find something that will equally give you joy that's justice so we should turn this imposter syndrome on its head yeah it's more or it's another way of you saying chew it like turn it on the head if it comes that if it comes like okay you are feeling it uh-huh. i'm feeling you okay i think I'm, I'm i'm actually thinking again that i cannot do this thing Turn it on the head, I will do it immediately. I will do it. That's it. As it comes, I will do it. Just that, what do I need to do? What do I need to know more to be able to achieve this task? That's Mm. it. So, these are some things. And also, we should associate with positive people. People I'm very, 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 very sensitive to negative people. Like it doesn't really take me so much time. Less than ten less than five minutes I, I can spot someone that is so so negative. That's because even the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart at the mouth speaking. Mouth speaking. People say people's core believe you can't separate it from them. And, mm. and it's it's will reflect in the manner of in the manner with which they talk, in the way they behave, in the way they carry themselves, in the way they react. To things you would see so if you can read cues a lot you'll be quick to identify people that you are not supposed to it's not everybody you can disclose your ideas to yeah some would okay so the last thing is talk to a therapist okay, that's key. sometimes sometimes we do not have people to talk to I said talk to a therapist right now you don't even need to begin to search for like i want to speak i want to find a psychological firm or clinic around me go online go online you meet different people and this was one thing in the course of me searching for how to how to um reach out to more people how to solve more problems for people that was when the idea came up the only the best way you can have is go online and i know that, okay you don't rent your you don't build your house on a rented on a rented land yeah that's it so it's better social media can can crash anytime so you don't really have to use social media as where people would come to get a website for yourself where people can come you'll be the one that won't. even if they cannot reach out to your social media at least they can come to your um your your website book a session that's it i have a booking link i have my website there malikmalik.com so that's what i do basically book a session at least once you book a session you speak with your therapist then from there you can facilitate how to before you know it sometimes four sessions five sessions you are fine and that's how you get back to your normal functioning of life that's it all right thank you thank you so much mali for 
for, for your time. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for enlightening us. And so to my listeners, thank you for listening. And just so before we go, I would say that you can look up um, Malik's um, social media handle, uh, the Mindly Telepsi on Instagram, right? It's Mindly yes, Telepsi. Yes, Mindly Telepsi. Yeah, the Mindly Telepsi services, they provide direct to contact, direct to clients access psychological services via web-based platforms. They offer various tele-wellness packages and you could just send them a DM, book sessions. I know just the way we book sessions for our uh, book our chiropractic sections where we want to work on our bones and all of that. So we could just, exactly. you could as well book a session, uh, a session to, to work on your mind. And that's basically what they do is more of a mental health services. So you can book a session to work on yourself, whatever it is. Uh, again, it's Mindly Telepsi on Instagram. You can look it up and send a DM. They're just a DM away. Uh, thank you so much for listening and um, and for having you once again, Abumali. And we have thank learned so a, a couple of things. I personally have learned a couple of things to be ranging from showing my anxiety to masking confidence and which is something I think I personally really, really need to do and uh, also speak to somebody, seek help and stop comparison and with all of this and and I think basically having to talk to a therapist you can really work on yourself and your self-doubt and become much more confident than right now do you want to say any other thing before we wrap it up yeah i i want to quickly say this because most times people think of um um self-doubt as something that is purely negative i want to quickly debunk that myth that there are positive sides to it as well there are positive sides to it because uh, it can motivate you it can open your mind you know for more opportunities for learning and it can keep you humble and safe, yeah. Because sometimes too, overconfidence is bad. Mm. Or let me say, all the time, overconfidence is bad. So one will be able to regulate. That's it. So you be humble at the same time. You're doing what you're pushing it. And the sign that you are learning, uh, it's a yeah, it's a sign that you are learning. And it's good to go beyond one's comfort zone. Like it helps you to push yeah. beyond your comfort I'm zone. Exactly. In the course of you trying to save doubt, you learn more. So people should not see it as something that is really, really that bad. And that's why I'm like, you need to understand the driving force behind people. So thank you so much for having me. To be I'm so so um grateful for the session and thank you. well thank done you. for thank you. your good work. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming and thank you to my listeners for always listening. And so I would say that sooner than later we would have Abdul Malik come talk to us again on much more important topics and all of that, which I'm certain we would enjoy much more and learn from because this is not just something we want to enjoy listening to. We or we all want to enjoy, but we also want to learn from it. It's a didactic um, kind of session for every one of us, including me. All right, thank you for listening. See you all. Thank no, you. Listen to you all, or you guys will listen to me sooner again. Enjoy.